Many Christians believe that the Bible is the Word of God, but never actually read it. Or they might read bits and pieces, one verse or passage at a time, but struggle to apply it in their daily lives. What if we could change that this year? Well, in her brand new book, The 40-Day Feast, Taste and See the Goodness of God's Word, author Wendy Speak has a fresh twist on her popular 40-day sugar and social media fasts. In 40 daily readings, we discover the transforming power bound up in the Bible. We learn to apply its truths to our daily lives and awaken a deep hunger for more of God's word and less of the things that don't satisfy. Wendy is my guest today, and you're going to love our conversation. Hey friends, welcome to the Make Life Matter podcast. I'm Angela Donatio, and each week I share compelling conversations with leading voices. They encourage us to ground our worth in the word instead of the narrative of the world. Together we'll make our lives matter no matter what. Here's this week's episode. Now, a lot of people know you for a few different things online. We're going to talk about that in just a second, but give us a little bit of your story. You're an actress and um, I would just love to hear a little bit about you, especially for someone who maybe you're new to them today. Sure. Uh, well, from the time I was a young girl, I loved Jesus. I think it's an interesting story that whether you're raised in the church or not in the church, reading in the Bible or not reading the Bible, I, I feel like um, God just has had his um, plan to have a close relationship with me from the very beginning. And I've just had a tender, a tender heart to him. Um, and so as I got to know him through growing up in the church, it all made sense. But I have friends who weren't raised in the church and still when the day came, even as an, even as an adult and they, uh, got to know Jesus the first time, it was, it was almost as if Jesus just made themselves, himself, uh, irresistible mm-hmm. to them. And so that's how I feel he did it for me. He was just irresistible from the time I was a very young girl. Um, and so as I grew up and I, I fell in love with his word, even as young as 12 years old, I started scribbling in my Bible and writing back and writing the date and writing out prayers. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I would do that until my Bible started falling apart and then I'd get another Bible and then I'd do it in that one. So mm-hmm. I've got a long history with loving the Lord, but it starts because he just communicated that he loves me first. So that's a little bit of my very back backstory. Um, but you mentioned that I'm, I was an actress. And, um, so I've gone through many different seasons. I really thought that that's what God was calling me to do with my life. Mm. Um, so I studied acting and then it occurred to me that he wanted me to hone the craft of storytelling as an actress so that I could go into churches, tell stories, and then transition into Bible teaching or straight up evangelism, you know, just sharing the gospel. And that's really what I thought that I would do with my life. Um, But after having children and the life of an actress is not very conducive to uh, child rearing and family life. So it's amazing that the Lord just transitioned me into writing. And so I'm still a storyteller. It just happens to be that the stories I tell, I went from the, from the stage to the page, Mm -hmm. but it's still that little girl that loves God's word. And it's still the, the girl that loves telling stories. And it's still the woman that loves sharing the gospel, but it's just transitioned as I've been writing now. I love that, Wendy. And I love when you talk about the Bible, there's a section in your new book that I got to read before it's come out. We'll talk about it in just a minute, but you talk about your precious moments Bible and what your dad gave you and then another Bible you had and how those were significant in your life. And 
uh, I, I want to dive right into because I'm I just love the word of God. And like you, I have found Jesus to be irresistible. He's wooed me and pursued us. And maybe someone's listening and that's not been the case. But I'm telling you, as you listen to Wendy and her story today and just the resources she's provided, um, we just pray that you'll be encouraged to just know not just the Bible, but the God of the Bible in right. a deeper way. That's really our heart and our prayer as Bible teachers. But let's talk about the way a lot of people found you is through your 40 day sugar fast online. You've been hosting that an annual sugar fast. Um, you're coming kind of the end of that and moving into this 40 day feast that we'll talk about. So it was in the context of community where you started feasting with large groups of men and women, not just serving up God's word for 40 days, but then teaching them to feast on their Bibles. Right. So talk a little bit about the sugar fast. And then how this feast that we're about to move into, you know, how, did, how has this kind of become the arc, I guess, of what you've loved to write about and right. frame out your resources? I love to write about, you know, it's, it's crazy, the things that engage. And, and you probably have found this to be true, Angela. I can have all the wonderful ideas. Like I've got inspiration coming out the wazoo. Oh, right. I want to write about this. I want to do that. Um, and then all of a sudden something random comes out of my mouth or I post it on social media and the audience, the, the listeners, the readers say, Oh, that's what I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Whoa, 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 Whoa. I did not mean to, <laughs> you know, I, yeah. I, that's not what I want to write about. That's not what I want to do. And the very first time that happened was I was, I was leading a Facebook group with our mutual friend, Amber Leah. Yeah. And this was specifically for moms who struggle with anger. And so one day in that group, I said, Hey, what are your triggers? And I didn't need to describe what a trigger was. These moms just started saying, you know, why can't they get their shoes on and get in the car or homework or screen time or dinner time or nap time or any time. And the next day, Amber wrote back in that Facebook group and said, Let's take it one trigger at a time, but let's not try to get our kids to obey so we don't have to get angry. Let's look to God's word, figure out how he parents us in those situations and start coming up with different ideas. So that's backstory to say that it was in the context of that group and who really wants to be the person who talks about mommy anger, where we wrote our first book, Triggers, Exchanging Parents' Angry Reactions for Gentle Biblical Responses. And in that group, I said, again, off the cuff, not trying to be super spiritual. I just asked, um, Hey, what would happen if we set down sugar for 40 days? Now I really meant this as, would we be calmer, kinder, more consistent, maybe even more Christ-like just because physiologically we're not, you know, going up and down. Sure, and the roller coaster. Yeah. But I didn't know what a spiritual question I was posing. And so we started our first 40 day sugar fast. And we realized as a community within the first couple of weeks, this is not a physical detox. Mm. This is a spiritual fast because instead of going from sugar high to sugar high to get us through our days, we are turning to the most high. Instead of turning from one comfort food to another, we're turning to the great comforter. And instead of self-medicating with what we're eating and drinking... We're turning to the great physician. And that's really where everyone started to say, this isn't going to change my diet. This is going to change my life. This isn't just going to change my mothering. This is going to change every relationship with God first. And then every other relationship, because yes, I'm calmer, kinder, more consistent, but ultimately I'm fasting. I am laying down what I've been turning to. It is temporary and ordinary. 
in order to turn to the one who is eternal and extraordinary, who again, won't just change my diet or a struggling relationship. Mm-hmm. He's going to change everything as I learn to feast on his word and his sweet presence. So that's where the the transition happened is we realized we were fasting in order to feast. We were fasting from food that we loved in order to awaken our spiritual taste buds to what we needed. Wow. I love that, Wendy. Our church is a 21 day prayer and fasting. So by the point this airs, we will have just completed that. This is a 40 day sugar fast. I've never done a sugar fast, believe it or not. I've done like your 21 days, me Daniel fast. Um, I've done a social media fast detox. I did Molly Frank's DeFrank's book, you know, digital detox, a right. Remember's book, food triggers, which is kind of a continuation of your triggers. And I love that it was birthed out of the community was kind of crying out for this. I'm just curious why you felt like, because I do see a lot of people really tremendously addicted to, to sugar or to their right. cell phones, or what we're really talking about here is what is it that we may be turning to as a source other than the one true source? It could be food, it. it could be shopping, it could be a myriad of things. And when you when you kind of start to peel those things off, which is why fasting and feasting, that's why I love this combination you have, not just fasting, but what are we fasting from so what we can feast on right. in this place? So I'm yes, loving you know, I, I love that it's so obvious that you've caught the vision <laughs> of this. And so I think if there was anything to really invite the listeners to do, it is to humbly, quietly, and very personally, just ask themselves and the Lord this question, what is, what is it that I turn to? Yeah. I'm, I'm reminded of Jesus's invitation. Come to me when you're weary and heavy laden, I'm mm. going to give you rest. Yeah. Or in Matthew six thirty three, seek first the kingdom of God. Mm. All these things will be added to you. So I think of it as put him on the throne of your life and everything else is going to fall into its rightful place, but keep him first. And so if you can pinpoint, oh no, I totally, I run to, I run to Starbucks. Mm-hmm. And I know some people are like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, don't whoa, touch whoa. the coffee, right? Back off, sister. Don't you <laughs> touch my highly sugared coffee. Exactly. If it's, if it's caffeine that's getting you through or 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 alcohol because it's five o'clock somewhere or yeah. sugar or shopping or streaming um, videos, movies, binge watching series at the end of the day to get you through, to help you come down, to give you rest. When Jesus mm-hmm. said, come to me and I'll give you rest. Mm-hmm. A.W. Tozer said, Whatever stops me from getting in my Bible is my enemy, mm. no matter how um, insignificant it may appear to be. Yes. So it can be, I love reading Christian fiction books that are slightly romantic and I go there and it makes me feel better, even though I'm really struggling in my marriage relationship Yeah, and it's not helping me. It's, so you might pinpoint that and say, that's really stopping me from taking my angst to the Lord. And I would say, then this is a Christian romantic novel fast for 40 days. Set down what it is you are turning to that you might awaken a hunger to take your needs to the Lord. Hmm. That's so powerful. My dad and I just finished writing a book. In fact, our books uh, launch on the same day. How special is that? Yeah, it it really is, Wendy. And it's been one of the greatest gifts of my life, writing this book with my dad. As you were saying that, there's a a line that we talk about. um, There's a, a line in one of the chapters that says, counterfeit sources invite us to feel numb 
Mm-hmm. Jesus invites us to be known. And really these counterfeit sources you're talking about, they kind of numb us out a bit and we sure. it kind of keeps pushing off and delaying. Like you used a very powerful word angst that we just either don't want to deal with it or we numb it and sugar can do that. We just kind of stay up or we stay removed from it. And if that starting place, what you're identifying for us, Wendy, is really start with identifying what it is we turn to to know what might be substituting, what's the counterfeit that we're substituting. So now this new resource that you've come out with, which is wonderful. I just finished feasting on it myself. Now I read it quickly because I was reading it to prepare for the interview, but it's designed for us to read one a day. And I can see the pace that you've, you've set it out like a really like a, a four course meal. It's actually kind of three sections. So let's mm-hmm. talk about, cause we're about to go into Lent. And so you and I talked about, Hey, let's, let's talk about this being a lead in um, how, what is the connection there and how can people best really use this 40 day feast? This is a different resource altogether. Walk us through how you envision this best being really used in our listeners' lives. Sure. Um, well, let me just tell the story of why I wrote it then at the end of the sugar fast. So while we were doing the sugar fast, I, that's when I started saying, okay, but what else? Because God never called us to a sugar sacrifice. He called us to a living sacrifice. So what else are you running to? And in mass, they responded, it's my phone. It's my phone. So they got a fork in one hand, a phone in the other. And there's always something distracting. You're always trying to fill the hole. Yeah. Right. And make you whole, but that doesn't make you whole and doesn't make you holy. So after the 40 day sugar fast, I actually launched a book called the 40 day social media fast. Mm. But at the end of both of these fasts, I would start getting emails from people saying, can we keep going? Can we keep going? And I kept thinking and responding, absolutely. Go back to day one and keep keep fasting. And it occurred to me, they're not actually asking me, can we keep fasting? Mm. They're asking, can we keep feasting? Mm. Would you keep serving it up, Wendy? Because I don't know how to open it up and dig into the meat or even the milk of God's word on my own. And so I was talking with a friend of mine and she said, Wendy, it's because most Bible believers aren't Bible readers. We go to church on Sunday. Maybe we even do a Priscilla Schreier, a Beth Moore study. Um, But do we know how to open God's word and feast or we do, we feel intimidated. And so we just don't. So we ask you, can you keep serving us? And I was like, oh, I don't want to do that. Wow. So I said, I want to write one more 40 day book mm-hmm. that will, that has the potential to work me out of a job. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to serve up 40 more chapters, but these chapters are to not only inspire, but equip you to not just get hungry for God's word, but feel able to open it up and read it. It is readable. It is doable. Yes, it is living and it is active, but it's also applicable. Mm. And you might believe it, that it's true, but you haven't experienced it yet. So you talked about how's the book laid out. Mm. It's laid out. I mean, in my estimation, it has three, three sections, right? You'll just go from it's like three, it's a big three meal that you have it in very digestible portions that right. we absorb each one for the day. They are, they're short. It's a daily devotional. So 
I, I struggle with a, a traditional 12 chapter book because life is so busy. Yeah. I always feel like a failure that I can't get through it. Yeah, exactly. These are doable. They're meaty blog posts, basically. Yeah. And um, the first chapters are focusing on why is God's word so good? Why should we taste it? Why, how can we taste and see that he's good? What's my story of falling in love with God's word? And these chapters just about why should we read it? Why, who's it about? And why is it so wonderful? Mm-hmm. And then the middle section is, okay, we talked about the why and even the who. Yeah. Our, our why really is a who. It's Jesus. Exactly, yeah. And you mentioned, we don't want to just know how to read our Bibles. We want to know the God of the Bible, right? right? So as we move into the center section, we focus on, okay, then, then how? Mm. And I don't go deep into inductive Bible study. I talk about the pray, the prayer. I'm sorry. I talk about the prayer that I pray before I start reading God. I loved that, by the way, because I just tend to sit down and read and you actually set the table by saying before we even feast, we need to to stop and pray that we can absorb and talk about that for a minute. Because that's, I guarantee you, that's something a lot of us don't do, Wendy. Even me as a teacher, I don't do that. I know. So it's as simple as saying, I want to open my heart before I open my Bible. Hmm. I want God, God says, I'm going to give you the eyes to see, the ears to hear, the mind to perceive, and the heart to love you, be- love him back because he yeah. loved us first. But are we opening our eyes and opening our ears and opening our minds and opening our hearts? So mm-hmm. for, oh, I don't know, over a decade, I sat under the, the teaching of a pastor named Pastor Keating, and he would on Sunday mornings take the podium, put his hands on the side of the podium, look out at the congregation and say, did you come to hear from the Lord this morning? Mm. And I love that because he would pause and we all had to respond in our hearts. Am I actually here? Yeah. To hear from the Lord today? And so I started on just on everyday mornings when I opened my Bible. It's like I heard Pastor Keating, Wendy, mm. are you here to hear from the Lord this wow. morning? Wow. And so that's what started it. And another Bible reading, pre-Bible reading prayer that I started praying was, God, give me the eyes to see, give me the ears to hear, give me the mind to perceive, Mm. give me the heart to love you back and give me the will to surrender so that I might obey what you tell me to do. And so I encourage in one of the chapters is come up with a pre-Bible reading plan. Yes. Because we focus so much on our Bible reading plan, but we don't prepare our hearts. That's so good. Um, and then th- there are there are chapters where I talk about um, uh, what are three questions that I ask at the end of each, whether I'm reading a verse, yeah. I'm camping out on a verse, or a passage, or a chapter, or a whole book of the Bible, whatever it is, the amount is that you've read, mm. you're you're. Inductive Bible study can be as simple as these three questions. God, what am I learning about you? What am I learning about myself? Hmm. And the third question is, how should I live differently as a response? Hmm. And it really comes to this idea that we need to know, we need to confidently try to understand God's word in context. In the context of the Bible, what am I learning about God? But in the context of my life, Mm. how does it apply to me today? Because the God of the Israelites, the God of Jacob, the God of uh, 
of the whole Genesis to Revelation is the God of Wendy and the God of Angela. And he says his word is living and active. And I say it's living, active, and applicable. It's like it it lifts off the page and drops like a deposit into our lives Mm. and applies here and now. So there's another chapter where I use the, the bracketed word, insert your name here or the bracketed words. So I say, while you're reading, find a place to slip your name in. And it's as simple as John 3, 16, Wendy, God loved you so much Mm. that he sent his son. And if you would just believe in Mm. him, you'll never perish, but have everlasting life. Mm. Wendy, my people have committed two sins. You've committed two sins. Jeremiah Mm. 2, 13, you have forsaken me, the fount of living water, and you've dug for yourself broken cisterns that can't hold water. Okay. What does that mean about Israel in the context of the Bible? What does it mean for me in the context of my life? Oh my goodness. I've forsaken God's word and I'm digging for myself cisterns that can't even get me refreshed. Can't get me fueled and and filled for the day. What are those broken cisterns? Sugar, social media, you know, so I, I do these short devotional chapters, hopefully that'll teach you the how and the why, right? The who. So many practical suggestions that I love all throughout this, because you're right. We don't want to just be going from, from book to book or study to study and never learning how to do this for ourselves. Cause the enemy will use intimidation, distraction, whatever it might be, because you make a very powerful point. And I was actually like, my, my flesh wanted to push back and say, that's not true, but I know it's true because we have such a biblical illiteracy problem, even among people who call themselves Christians. And you said it earlier. And just in case you didn't catch it, guys, what she said is a lot of Bible believers are not Bible readers. And that's the sad fact. My husband and I have pastored for 30 years, Wendy, and we know that to be the case. And so we are a a church that preaches the uncompromised word. We believe very strongly and you have to be grounded in the word. My whole personal mandate is ground your worth in the word instead of the narrative of the world. But if Mm. we don't know what the word says, then we can say we believe it. But what are we actually believing if we don't know the word of God? So what Wendy's doing is not only telling us what to read and who we should be loving, but how to do it. You give us an acronym and I wanted to share that. It's the acronym for FEAST. It's FEAST, Fellowship, Eat, Apply, Savor, and Trust. So can you talk about that a little bit, how you came up with that and what you want us to kind of, how you'd want us to use that? Right. You know, it's not so much, again, an inductive method. Um, actually, another one of our mutual friends is Bible teacher Asherita Chuchu, and she has a feast acronym yes. that really slowly takes you through the passages that you're studying. This is more in studying God's word. We are showing up to ingest it, to feast. And if you're going to sit down to get to know someone, you start with the understanding that this is a relationship. So that's the fellowship or another F word would be friendship. Mm-hmm. to have friendship with Christ, to to know that this savior of ours that made us right with the father says, hey, I want to have some more time with you. Yeah. And in John 17, 17, we're told, sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. So our mm-hmm. friend, Jesus is inviting us to the sanctification process with him, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So eat would be, E would be eat mm-hmm. to actually do the Bible eating, the Bible mm-hmm. reading. Again, whether that's a verse, a passage, a chapter, a book of the Bible, 
We're going to ingest it, but we don't just want to ingest what we eat. We want to digest it too, right? If all you did was gobble up literal food, stand up from the table, brush the breadcrumbs from your lap and get going, you're going to go on with indigestion Mm. because you didn't digest it. So I say, we don't want to consume the daily bread, stand up, wipe the breadcrumbs, from our lap and, and go into our lives with more indigestion than transformation. That's good. And if we want transformation, that means we need to digest what we ingest. So we've got friendship or fellowship. We've got eating and then we have applying. So it's back to those three questions. Wait, 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 before I stand up, what did I just read? God, what are you telling me about who you are? Hmm. And what are you telling me about who I am in light of that? And, and how do I need to live differently? So I'm not just a hearer of the word or a reader of the word, but a doer of the word. I I keep in step with the spirit. I keep in, in step with your instruction. How should my, how should my life look? Hmm. If this is true. I remember right after my husband and I got married, we were sitting under the teaching of pastor Chuck Swindoll Mm -hmm. and his teaching was just so rich and challenging and everyone, you know, the organ would start to play at the end and everybody would step, stand up and start walking from the room. And Matt and I were pinned to our pew (laughs) and we'd be like, wait a minute, wait a minute. If that's true, Mm. how should my life look? Right. I don't want to get up too fast. And that's been a picture for me of Bible reading. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. If that's true. I don't want to get up too fast. I want to ingest Mm. and digest God's Mm -hmm. word. And so we've got feast, F-E-A, apply. S is savor. So even Mm. if you stay there pinned to your pew or in your seat, wherever you're doing your Bible reading, and you stay there for an additional five, 10 minutes and pray through it, what about once you do get up and you go into your life? So savoring it means keeping it, meditating on it, linger longer throughout your day and jot that scripture, jot that idea down on a little post-it note and stick it in your pocket or your purse and take it with you and pull it out like leftovers. If we're going to go with this eating, feasting, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, metaphor. So savor it. It's sweet. God's word is sweet for those who believe it's bitter for those who reject. But it is sweet for those who believe. And then finally, trust. So it's back to this idea of doing what he says. Yeah. Um, when you walk with the Lord in the light of his word, yeah. then you are going to need to stay in step with it. Right. 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 And so there is a trust. There is an obedience mm. uh, to walk out what you feasted on in the fellowship of, of Christ's company right there in his word. Mm. And I love, even as you describe that, Wendy, I feel like my heart rate and body like slowing down because what you're inviting us to is like to take our time with the word of God. And I know we live, I don't like the word busy. We live full lives, but we want to live flourishing lives so we can be full. And even there, there's another word of a metaphor. You can be full, but you didn't really feast on anything. And and I can picture flying through the drive through McDonald's because our day is just a blur and that's all we can kind of cram in that day or really taking your time to sit and savor. And, and my husband and I went for over the Christmas break, we went to one of his favorite celebrity chefs restaurants in DC and 
we just, I mean, it took forever. First of all, to eat. it was a slow meal. Um, it was an hour. I felt like between courses, but it was inviting us to feast and to savor. And so what you're inviting us to is take our time. And you even talk about, there's one point in the book where your son came down and said, I read my Bible reading. And you're like, what did you read? He's like, uh, let me go back up and read it. I don't remember yeah. what I read. Yeah. I just wonder how often we like fly through it. Right. And we don't yeah. remember because we're just trying to check it off of our to-do list. Right. Rather than actually slowing our pace down, what encouragement do you have us? Maybe there's days all we have really is I just can only carve out 15 minutes or I'm just going to listen right. in the car. I, I, I don't want to just advise that, but give us a couple of practical ways to be like every day you may not have two hours. But right. frame I don't. Out, yes. Yeah. Frame this out for us in some ways that feel very doable for especially someone who maybe this is new for them to really take their time reading the word of God and, and to know the God of the Bible that you're going to come to love and know as you do this. Yes. I've heard someone say, uh, maybe it was Tara Lee Cobble. I, I, she does such an incredible job with the Bible recap Mm -hmm. podcast and book. Mm -hmm. Um, And actually I got that for my son, the one that I was talking about, because I think he had hit lamentations at 13. And yeah. so I said, let me, let me get you this. Cause on the days that we're not doing it together, you'll have a resource to kind of walk you through. And, and that's a really, that's an important point. Just because I'm suggesting that you read it for yourself doesn't mean you have to read it by yourself. That's good. A commentary, a, a, a short podcast that spends five minutes recapping like the Bible recap podcast, yeah. what you just read is a wonderful resource. Yes. How wonderful that you are living in this time that it's accessible. The Bible is accessible to you mm. and someone can actually walk you through it. But if, if you really enjoy listening to it in the car, as you're going to work, right. just make sure that you're able to digest what you're ingesting. Right. But for, for up until, you know, the, the last hundred years, people haven't been able to read it for themselves. It's mm-hmm. only been through the retelling of the, of the Bible stories. So being a listener of the word rather than a reader of the word, that's okay. That's okay. Sometimes now I really enjoy interacting with it, with my highlighter and pen in hand. Um, and so I love that, but I'm not telling you that it is more special, more anointed than being a listener of it. Um, just because that there's been thousands of years of that and a hundred years of reading basically. So, um, but also if you're, if you're a mom, of young children and you say, wow, I used to be really good at this, but then I had kids and I just can't get up early enough. I love the term, give God your first fruits, Mm -hmm. because there was a season in my life where I kept thinking I was going to get up early enough. And then someone would wake up at 545 and mom, I'm ready for my milk. And away we would go. And what I realized graciously with myself was, oh, these aren't my first fruits. Mm. Because God has given me these kiddos, I'm going to get them settled. Yeah. And when my when my kids are settled for the day and we've started, and maybe that's after I drop people off at school, or maybe it's as they're getting started on their own morning routine, and maybe I've learned how to craft a space where they have this time sure. of, of watching, you know, baby Einstein, and I'm doing my right. time the word. When I have my first fruits, I take my first fruits to the word. So one of the catchphrases that I put in the social media fast is the word before the world. Yeah. So before I open any app on my Bible, yeah. I open up, I'm sorry, before I open yeah, any I app on my that. phone, we I open up my Bible, Bible yeah. the word before the world. And so that's another one of the, the practical 
applications of how I stay focused on Bible reading. And if you're in a season where it's short passages rather than long chapters, then you're in a season where it's feasting and savoring short passages rather than long chapters. But I think that I've heard it. If you read the Bible in a year, it averages 11 minutes a day. Right. So 11 minutes plus a five minute recap podcast. Right. I mean, that's 15 minutes. We can do this. Right. And we look at our use of of phone time. If you look at your recap on your iPhone at the end of the day and they're like, you know, it tells you you've been on your phone for four hours and 57 minutes, but you don't have the time for Bible reading. Then I would suggest you do the 40 day social media fast or phone fast, set it down and feast on your Bible for those 40 days and say, Oh, as I go back to picking up my phone, Mm. how can I keep some parameters in place? Right. It goes back to where we started. If we find that you're struggling to be consistent, because you mentioned consistency, then to go back and what, what, where's my life out of balance? Where is it? Where are there not boundaries? Where am I not kind of keeping enough of us of, some parameters that the word is important and valuable and ne- and necessary, we probably would not go multiple days without eating and drinking. So, right. you know, we need to realize we, we need this to survive. Um, I, I forget who it was. It was a former guest of my uh, Kathleen Cook, I think said in her studies that she found that you need to be reading the Bible four days a week. Those who read the Bible less than four days didn't really see more change in their lives and people who didn't read the Bible at all. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of an interesting study when you realize, as Wendy's saying, if you can read for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, I do exactly what she just said. I read, I listen at the same time, I'm journaling, I'm trying to engage multiple senses. And then I follow up with the Bible recap, which is Terry Cobble. You do that too. I yeah, do love Terry. I feel like, especially if it's a passage that like, eh, you know, like you're, you're stuck in a Chronicles or somewhere, um, she just is able to draw some things out. That's my private personal reading. Now, if I'm studying for, I don't know, a grad paper or a sermon or something else, I might go to something more in depth if I'm writing a book, right. but we just need a personal plan that works for us. And Wendy's may look different than mine or looks different from Asherita or Amber, but the, the, the encouragement is just to, to do it, to just do it and to not let intimidation or distraction, you know, keep us from it. So, and especially at Lent where this season really kind of dovetails into, um, you know, what your, I hate to use the word deprivation. Maybe you could frame it out better for us than that. Not so much being deprived, but instead feasting on the word of God. So if they're observing Lent, how can we really use this specifically for this season? You know, Lent uh, historically has two parts. There is a fasting part and there is a feasting part. Okay. And so we're familiar with this idea of our, our Catholic brothers and sisters, they fast right from certain foods Monday through Saturday. Mm -hmm. And then Sunday is set aside as a feasting day, um, for evangelical Christians. The way that most people do it is I'm going to set something aside for 40 days so that I can really, um, experience some level of suffering. Mm. Um, and that's, that's a word that's typically chosen to identify with Christ and his suffering. So that's really where fasting and feasting started. But I like this idea of identifying with him and his suffering as though I'm giving up something that I've grown dependent on Mm. that 
is not God in my life. Yeah. I want to be Christ dependent, the one who suffered in my stead. Mm. I want to be dependent on him. So what am I turning to in lieu of turning to him? And I want to set that down. And I like to um, experience some level of physical hunger. So I, I really enjoy the 40 day sugar fast. Okay. Um, because I don't just set down the sugary treats and then eat a whole lot of sugar-free food. Yeah. I set down the sugar-free f- treats and I actually don't eat uh, during the sugar fast until like 10 or 11 o'clock in the morning so that I can experience in the early part of the day, a little bit of physical hunger. I don't tell you to do this in the book. This is a, this is a practice I do so that I might suffer a little bit. And in those hunger pangs, I've heard someone say, consider them as church bells Hmm. calling you to prayer, calling you to Christ, calling you to feast, calling you to his sweet presence, his sustaining word. Hmm. And so as I, as I experience Lent, as I prepare my heart to celebrate the resurrection of my savior who died for me to bring me back into a right relationship with the father. I want to stay so close to him and so close to the father that I want to set aside the things that I've been turning to in lieu of them. Yes. Yes. And I want to feast. So I fast in order to feast and with Lent um, here, just days away, I want to encourage you to pinpoint what it is you've been turning to. Mm -hmm. Has it been food and drink? Mm-hmm. Has it been your phone? And consider grabbing the 40-day sugar fast or the 40-day social media fast and allow God to awaken mm-hmm. a hunger yeah. for himself in your life again. And as you find yourself getting hungrier and hungrier and you're tempted to send me that email, Wendy, can mm-hmm. we keep going? Mm-hmm. Remember that your heart's desire is not to keep fasting, but to keep feasting and follow it up with the 40 day feast. So, so good. Wendy, where can they go to get all these resources? Because absolutely. They may want to do them in that order. They may want to pick one or the other and then the feast, but just the 40 day feast is brand new, but the other one you can go ahead and get. So let us know where you'd like for them to go and how they can connect with you. You're on very active online. So How would you want them to kind of be a part of your community? Sure. I know that Angela will have all these links in the show notes, Um, but going to, if you're, if you're wanting to do the sugar fast, let's say during, during Lent, go to 40daysugarfast.com. It's the number 40, 40, sugarfast.com. And you can find out a lot more there. I also have additional resources. What I, one of the things I love about this book is the publisher keeps it on sale like everywhere. So you can get it for $8 at Hobby Lobby. Okay. You can find it on Amazon for $8. Those are places where it's always on sale. I think that Hobby Lobby will also have the 40 day feast this year. Um, And then of course, Amazon um, is so easy to grab the the 40 day sugar fast, the 40 day social media fast. There's also a 40 day feast journal. Mm -hmm. So whatever it is that God puts on your heart to lay down, you can just make that commitment. Because remember, he never called us to a sugar sacrifice or a phone fast. He called us to a living sacrifice mm. so that we might press into him rather than pressing into Starbucks or our pantry or mm. Netflix or Amazon Prime. Mm. And um, and then I do hope that you, whatever you fast from, that your, your spiritual taste buds are enlivened and that you find God's word feast, at, like feast worthy, you know, yeah. tasty, sweet, and good as you feast for an additional 40 days with me. I love it, Wendy. And the more you read God's word, the more you know the God of the Bible. You can trust yeah. him. You can 
know that he is faithful when life is uncertain. He is constant. He is the one constant. He is the one that we can depend on. And we all need to, that reminder, that reset at the beginning of a new year. So I'm going to ask Wendy to pray over us in just a moment. But Wendy, I always close with one last question. I know you love the Bible, so I'm anxious to hear your answer. So other than Jesus, who is that person in the Bible that most inspires you to make life matter? It might be someone you can't wait to meet or someone that you most resonate with. Who's that man or woman for you? Well, I, I say, especially in the context of today's conversation, it's the woman with the issue of blood. Mm. And to just recap it this way, we all have issues. We all have ugly things issuing out of our lives and we all need healing. Yes. And these 40 days of fasting, it's like the woman with the issue of blood battling her way through the masses to grab hold of the one who said, Hey, I can heal you. I can fill you. I can sustain you. I can bring joy to your suffering life. Mm. I can bring my power into your illness, into your weakness, into your fear. Nothing else has worked. Nothing else will work, Yeah, but I work. Mm. And, and she reached out and she grabbed hold of the hem of his garment. And I just would say, if you are hanging on by just a thread right now, just make sure that thread is attached to the hem of his garment. And one of the ways that I battle back to Jesus is by laying down the things I've been turning to in lieu of turning to him Mm. and then feasting on his sweet presence and feasting on his um, sweet word. Mm. Mm. Wow. It's so powerful. So powerful. That passage about her said she had spent everything she had. She had exhausted everything she had. Uh, completely out of options, completely out of resources. And when I wrote about her for my second Bible study, Fearless Wendy, I could picture her. She had to get so low to touch that fringe of what was, you know, his prayer shawl hitting the ground. I mean, there's gravel in her knees. There's elbows in the, in the ground. There's shame. There's hoping people don't see her because she would have been seen as unclean. Yet she pushed past all of that to say, Mm -hmm. I know that if I can get a hold of Jesus, it's not going to stay like this. Mm. I get better than this. And so I I love that saying, no matter where you are today, you could be in your last thread. Just make sure you're holding on a thread that's attached to him. He's never going to disappoint us. And his word is what sustains us. That's why Wendy and I are so passionate about the word of God. We're so passionate about you knowing God's word, you loving God's word, and you knowing the God of his word, because that's what's going to sustain us through life on the days like Wendy and I've had kind of a day like today. I've not had the best day, but God is a faithful God. And so I even needed these reminders today, you know, to just keep remembering that he is who he says he is no matter what's going on. So we encourage you 40 day sugar fast, 40 day social media fast. You may be freaking out when you hear that. Oh my word, I can't do anything. For 40 days. You really can just do it for an hour. And then you find it's a half a day and then it's a day and then it's another day and do it in community. It's a lot harder to do things in isolation. So check out Wendy on Instagram, on social media, on Facebook, because you'll find communities. there going through the same fasting and then the feast As we move toward Easter weekend, resurrection, Good Friday, wow, we're going to look back and see all that God taught us in this season. And so, Wendy, I thank you. I thank you for your perseverance. I thank you that you continue to just give God your yes and let him use you and, um, and to just keep 
pushing through so that you can provide these resources for us. I hope you're never worked out of a job because we, we love, (laughs) (laughs) we're selfish and we want more Wendy, but at the same time, we love that. um, Our goal is for people to know how to study the word for themselves. I hope my book is good, but it's not the good book. And so, yeah, that's, that's, that's really where I hope that in the end people are, are feasting, not on my words, but on the word. I mean, I, I host so many authors here and their books are amazing. And we, we want you to of course purchase our resources and read them, but they're supplements guys. They're never to be replacements for the word. They're supplements. Let's wrap this yeah. up by praising him for his word. The one Absolutely. who is the word. Absolutely. Can you pray for us? Wendy? That'd be amazing. Yeah. Heavenly father, we thank you so much that you wrapped your message in flesh mm. and sent it to us in the form of a messenger. God, your son, Jesus is the word made flesh. Mm. And he came to live the life we could not live and die the death we should have died. Mm. And we are so incredibly grateful that we stand right and forgiven before you. And the response is to love you back. You loved us first. And the way that we uh, can do that is by spending time intimately with you in your word, in prayer, in the friendship that starts the whole feast off, right? Mm -hmm. And so we thank you, Lord, for your friendship. Thank you for making us right with you that we can enjoy your friendship. Help us, Holy Spirit, to read the word that you inspired, to eat it, and to um, apply it, to ingest it, and to digest it as we savor it and allow it to transform our lives to your glory, Mm. for our good, and for the good of those who read our lives and uh, might be wooed to your word to read it. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining the conversation. If you've been inspired to make life matter, share a review and subscribe at cpnshows.com or anywhere you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Connect with me at angeladenadio.com, Facebook at Angela Donatio VOV, and Instagram at Angela Donatio. Until next week, let's make life matter.